Let's open our worship this morning by turning to Daniel chapter 4. Daniel chapter 4. For a reason other than how we often turn to Daniel chapter 4. In Daniel 4, we certainly have the sovereignty of God over men and nations taught to us by the experience of Nebuchadnezzar and God's dealings with him and Daniel's message to him. And after seven years in graduate school with a degree in the sovereignty of God, Nebuchadnezzar offered some mighty powerful praise. And we enjoy that powerful praise in words like this. At the end of the days, that means as part of his commencement speech, at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? Amen Amen and amen. We love those verses of powerful praise. We will see them today over and over again as we read of prophecies of God's judgment upon Moab, upon Assyria, upon Ephraim, or Israel, the ten tribes, upon Syria. We will see it over and over, the sovereign power of God in the affairs of men and nations and his ruling of politics and military campaigns. He's in charge of it all. But there's another verse in Daniel chapter 4 that we're also going to encounter today, and I hope that it is more valuable to us. These two verses that I read to you are powerful praise. The verse that I want to read to you right now is more important. Mm -hmm. After all of the exchange between Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar about his dream, Daniel made this conclusion in verse 27. Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar exactly what was going to happen to him. And in light of what was going to happen to him, he told him to do this so that he might be able to avoid what was going to happen to him. Daniel 4.27 Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee, And break off thy sins by righteousness and thine iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. If it may be a lengthening of thy tranquility. If the truth be told, in spite of your problems, in spite of your troubles, We are all in a state of tranquility. Some of you have some more pressing matters right now, but you're still in a relative state of tranquility. Life can get worse. 
And so the warning to us from this verse is that we repent, that we reform, that we break off our sins by righteousness and our iniquities by showing mercy where we can so that there might be a lengthening of our tranquility because God can turn our our tranquility upside down in a moment as a nation, as a church, as in families and as individuals. He can and will do it for sin. He's just when he does it, and he's right. So let's remember that today, instead of looking at Moab like hungry wolves, which Isaiah and Jeremiah did not, let's remember this, that Daniel, knowing all that Nebuchadnezzar had done because he worked in his government and he got all the reports of what Nebuchadnezzar and his soldiers did to Jerusalem, Daniel did not get excited and rejoice in the woeful day of what was going to happen to Nebuchadnezzar. He exhorted him to repent. And Isaiah is going to exhort Moab to repent. And if Daniel exhorted Nebuchadnezzar to repent and Isaiah Moab to repent, then the Lord is exhorting us to repent of any sins in our lives. We have been privileged far more than Nebuchadnezzar or Moab. So let us examine ourselves to break off our sins by righteousness, that there might be a lengthening of our tranquility. The human mind, being under the control of sin, likes to think that there is no danger in sight, so I'm safe. You do not know what is happening in your body. You do not know what is happening in your spouse's heart. You do not know really anything. Your tranquility can be turned upside down. There is one way to preserve it. Hear the word of the Lord and his counsel. Wherefore, O king... Let my counsel be acceptable unto thee. Isaiah chapters 15 through 17 may not be as exciting as others. I have studied them fervently. I will present them fervently. And may God bless us to hear his counsel and to let it be acceptable to us that there might be a lengthening of our tranquility. And amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, we humble ourselves before the tremendous dream that you gave to Nebuchadnezzar. We humble ourselves before thee, the king of the king of kings. We humble ourselves before thee, realizing that you took the most protected man, the most prosperous man, the most pampered man, and put him out to pasture. And we praise thee. We love Daniel chapter 4. But Heavenly Father, today, we want to rejoice less in the powerful praise of his testimony and embrace 
the exhortation that thy counsel to us might be acceptable for you to lengthen our tranquility. Heavenly Father, there are sitting before me some troubled with visible temptations and trials. But even they, along with the rest of us, who may not have them visible or aware of such troubles in our lives, we are all in a state of tranquility. America is in tranquility. She does not know what trouble is. She thinks 9-11 was trouble. She does not know what trouble is. Our church is in tranquility. Oh, Lord, keep it there. We have prayed for the peace of Jerusalem this morning without the young man knowing where I was headed. We have prayed for the peace of Jerusalem, meaning the tranquility of this church. And we pray that you'll preserve it. Our families are tranquil for the most part, O oh Lord. Our marriages and our lives, our souls, our minds are tranquil. Preserve them, Heavenly Father, by gripping us today by the power of your Spirit and the power of your Word that we will be convicted to humble ourselves and to come clean before thee and to more diligently, fervently, and zealously seek thee thy kingdom and thy righteousness more than we did before we met today. We thank thee for thy word and every word in it. Thou knowest that we love every word of God. Thou knowest that we defend every word of God, that we study every word of God, that we make light of none, and that we beg thee for understanding of all. Help us, Heavenly Father. Forgive us our sins, forgive us our carnal thinking, forgive us the slothfulness of our souls, forgive us for not being so zealously affected by good things as Nebuchadnezzar was after his time with thee in the pasture, like Jesus Christ our Lord was when he saw the merchandisers in the temple, like our brother Paul was for the rest of his life after you met him on the road. Yes. To Damascus. Heavenly Father, purge us from all those problems, distractions, enticements that take us away from Thee and turn us once again to Thee more powerfully. Thou art able to do this. Turn us! Turn us! And we shall be turned. Heavenly Father, be with all Thy servants and saints in every place. Uphold them, bless them, defend them, open thy word to them and convict them the way we have prayed for ourselves. We thank thee for America. We pray that you'll preserve her tranquility. We thank thee for our church. We pray that you will preserve her tranquility. We thank thee for the book of Isaiah. We thank thee that we are the apple of thine eye and that you have a list, a list of everyone that has ever touched your people. And it is a righteous thing with thee to cause tribulation to them that trouble your people. And we shall see that today. But, O Lord, bless us to live like thy people. Bless us not to rejoice in the woeful day, 
But Heavenly Father, to humble ourselves that the woeful day does not come upon us. Thank you for all your loving kindnesses toward us. Thy mercies are new every day. Your loving kindnesses are shown to us a thousand different ways every day. They are infinite in number, and we could never count them up to thee, even if we tried. Now be with us. We wait upon thee to lift us up in, by thy spirit, in thy presence, by thy power, to see thee more clearly and to understand and to accept and to embrace thy counsel for our lives. In Jesus' glorious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let my counsel be acceptable unto thee, O King. Brother.